Hello, I'm horror cartoonist Dennis St. John. I draw monsters and write twisted tales. As you can imagine, I was a little obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Lucky for me, so were most of my high school friends, all except one. One friend who stubbornly refused to join the Scoobies. So here we are, 20-some-odd years later. I'm teaming up with Doc Travis, John Teach Landis, and maybe a special guest or two. And we're going to make our friend, Michael Poli, watch one episode of Buffy Week until he's no longer the Buffy Virgin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Buffy Virgin. I am your host, Dennis St. John. We are watching Season 4, Episode 16. Who are you? We're joined by our usual cast of gentlemen and scholars. Why don't you introduce yourselves in order from tallest to shortest? I'm Travis. I'm a, I'm a very basic uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. He's basic. Proudly so. Uh, I guess I'm the medium height one. I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, John, and uh, I'm really excited to watch this one with all of the crisscrossery. And I'm uh, Michael. I'm the Virgin. I've only seen up to Who Are You in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right. And the, the joke here for me is that I am actually the shortest, but I got to speak first. <laughs> I am so far the shortest of this group. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are super. I'm super pumped for Who Are You? Um, this is such an exciting episode. Uh, but before we get into that, Let's do reactions. Audience reactions. Jill Cross, and this is um, responding to the I and team, I think, uh, says, thanks for mentioning this app. And yes, it is Jill, as in Giles. Uh, <laughs> which is funny because, of course, we called, uh, our virgin called Giles Giles for a good uh, I think the issues with Spike's accent came down uh, to it being very obviously fake. Just didn't sound right to an English ear, uh, even for someone living in the North at the time with a completely different accent. Um, uh, Rich uh, at Dingo Action says, uh, this is off topic, Xander, uh, but are you guys aware of Swear Trek? Swear Trek? And I wasn't, but now I follow that Twitter and it's amazing. And John would love it also. What um, is it? It's uh, at Swear Trek is just adding... Uh, creating uh, Star Trek, uh, either original series or next gen GIFs that then have the reactions are like then redubbed as like swearing. So like, okay. Okay. Oh, fuck off or something like that. Uh, They're, they're funny and they're going to make really good reactions to a lot of things on Twitter. Um, Rich also says, uh, Oh, that feeling when your whole world comes crashing down and it's a GIF of books falling on Riley. Uh, So it's a response to, you know, his life followed by it. Um, and then, John, why don't you do the YouTube reactions? Oh, so Silver Spike says, uh, first, welcome to the Nancy Tribe, Lando. <laughs> Me, the Nancy Tribe being the United Kingdom, I assume. Uh, again, this is not one of my favorite episodes, uh, referring to, what was it? Referring to Goodbye, Iowa. Not one of their favorite episodes, not one of mine either. Uh, but the Spike scenes were delightful, as per. I agree. And Sagov9 says, you are not alone, Michael. I also love gingerbread. <laughs> all right thanks everybody for commenting um we appreciate it uh now let's move on to the summary the summary 
Welcome to season one of Body Body Shots. Our first guest, Riley, you don't know it, but your girlfriend has been in two bodies. Now, if you could be anyone you want in the bedroom, who would you be? Then I'll be Riley. Buffy, what kind of person are you in the bedroom? I'm a suck up tight ass with no sense of fun. Damn! Anya, what's your idea of a romantic evening? You were gonna light a bunch of candles and have sex near them. Very sophisticated. Follow up question for Adam Who have you been thinking about lately? I've been thinking about vampires. Let's see, how did Faith do with Buffy's body? One point for stealing Joyce's makeup. One point for flirting with a vampire, one point for killing a vampire, one point for insulting Willow's girlfriend, and one point for fucking Buffy's boyfriend. Let's see how Buffy did. One point for getting kidnapped by the Watcher Council, one point for getting spit on, one point for revenge, one point for barely having to explain what happened. Well, it looks like everybody's visibly shaken and huddling for warmth, forced back into their own bodies. Sorry, Buffy, but that's... Yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to uh, mention, because sometimes people have off uh, screen asked me a couple times what's going on. And a lot of times we don't have, we are not reacting. We don't have the summary. So we're reacting to stuff we're making up uh, just because it is confusing people sometimes. <laughs> All right, let's do great lines, which we're going to do live. <laughs> Great lines. Uh, Mike, uh, I think you chose the one I definitely would have chose. I uh, can't wait to hear your acting on it. Okay. Damn it, man, we have to get inside. Our families are in there, our mothers and tiny babies. For the love of God, man, we have to do something. What if it was your tiny baby? Could you stand by and wait? No! <laughs> <laughs> I did, I've never heard that end of that before. Were you getting yeah. that from the transcript? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally from transcript. That's funny. I just love his acting on like, a mothers and tiny, tiny babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's such a crazy scene. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, all right, you got the next one also, Mike. Well, someone had to do this one. Yeah. I could be rich. I could be famous. I could have anything anyone even you spike i could ride you at a gallop till your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up i got muscles you never even dreamed of i could squeeze you till you popped like warm champagne you beg me to hurt you just a little bit more you know why i don't because it's wrong what Ooh, muscles Mike. does she have what are the new muscles that slayers have is it extra muscles i can only guess for your okay, Dr. Travis, can you uh, help us out here? Are there additional muscles they might have? I cannot help you out with this one. Uh, speaking of Travis, uh, why, why don't you move on to the next one? Ah, yes, the one that I chose. It's a little bit, uh, it was great. Willow's talking to Tara. She says, I can't believe you've never been here. The bronze is the coolest place in Sunnydale. Of course, there isn't a lot of competition. Yeah. Even, they, even they are just recognizing the bronze is kind of like, <laughs> all right uh let's see travis do you want to do giles well Landis does buffy okay. sure. when i had psychic power i heard my mom think that you were like a stevedore during sex do you want me to continue actually i beg you to stop what's a stevedore <laughs> and i have uh the last one here um 
you didn't sense a hyena energy at all, did you? Because hyena energy is just unpleasant. <laughs> this is why you have to watch the first season of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I finally I... came up with a reason to watch season one of Buffy. Yeah, it all pays off. It all pays off, Carl. All right, let's uh, move on. To... Oh, wait, no, I have my kill count. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The kill count. All right. Uh, five vampires get staked this episode, which is a pretty high number. Uh, we only hear for sure of one human dying of their neck wounds, but I don't know if more maybe died in the church. Uh, but that's the only confirmed one. All right. Let's do weird noticings and trivia. Weird noticings. Uh, so I say, uh, Faith's, Faith holding Joyce's hand at the beginning um, is just an extra move on Faith's part while Buffy's unconscious or nearly unconscious. John? Oh, um, yeah. I, the, this amazing gifable scene of uh, Faith in the mirror. I love it on so many levels. It's an amazing piece of acting. I, I like the realism that when you're in, you switch bodies, the very first thing you do is like, what are my teeth like? Like, what's my face look like? And yeah. like, like freaking out about like your mouth and stuff is totally what you would do. Um, uh, but I also like, I noticed that she does the whole thing with the door open. <laughs> so like Joyce has got to be like, what is she on? Is it like bath salts? What's happening? <laughs> she took a bath too. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the first thing you do when you, <laughs> when you get in a new body, you take a bath, you feel yeah. it out, see what's there. That's such a intense, like, cause Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those scenes that could be played for humor of the, like, oh, what's this face do? But instead, it, like, veers towards insanity real quick. It's yeah. It's just, like, so intense. I don't know. There's also, like, this would be a weird scene anyway, because it's, like, is for Joyce and Buffy, if this was Buffy, it's that interaction of, like, is this Buffy's house or not? Is Buffy, like, allowed to take a bath? Right? <laughs> Like, how does this all interact when it's, like, your first time back home after you've moved out, right? You can totally take even... a bath. Go to my dad's even house and take weirder. a bath now if I want. <laughs> Bold. I don't think I could. Uh, so, uh, Nerford is playing at the at the bronze. Oh, that's uh, a good catch. Yeah. <laughs> Are they actually, do you see them, or do you use it just on the soundtrack? Uh, it's just on the soundtrack. It's okay. what um, Faith... Is, buff, is dancing to at the beginning. Right, and because she's so I, I evil, she makes that guy chug a beer. <laughs> guy's got to yeah, chug a whole 12-ounce beer because she's so bad. Binge drinking is a problem, John. <laughs> I don't mean to go wet blankets, but binge drinking is not healthy. <laughs> I did want to find out, though, that Faith is dancing with both men and women because I think she's bi. That's, I feel like that's pretty... Like canon, right? I mean, she's enjoying Buffy's body a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, let's talk about that Buffy Spike Faith scene. So that scene is kind of amazing. I love Faith not understanding, but kind of figuring out who Spike is and what the relationship is. It's weird that she doesn't know some of the characters because I kind of assumed that she was familiar with them. So her not being familiar with Spike was kind of a surprise, but that she puts it together super quickly. And then also like, immediately uses her sexual power on spike which i didn't realize there was um a connection i mean you know there's a connection from the weird buffy spike you know 
marriage uh like planning situation that happened a while ago but this was really fun because it's like it really turns fast and they the intensity on the writing like they didn't pull back on it like it's really more intense than i thought like i actually thought they might hook up this episode (laughs) just based on the fans kind of fan direction of this the only reason i think they don't is because they've already explored this uh character this relationship a little bit in a previous episode this season but man it's like such a i mean that champagne pop right like so clear what's being spoken about here and the (laughs) fact that spike is totally turned on by it too and like that was kind of a surprise like he this is the kind of lady that spike would like and you know it's just a shame that they you know i kind of have a prediction i think we know that buffy spike you know is a thing at some point I know just from like a an image I've seen on online or whatever, but like, I'm I'm sad that it's not the Buffy that's possessed by Faith because that would <laughs> totally they totally get each other, and that would be a really cool. What about just Faith Spike? Oh, Faith Spike! Oh, that'd be maybe good. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a very dangerous pairing. Uh, yeah, that would be, that'd be a good combo. Yeah, I I love at the beginning where like she's trying to figure out who this guy is and she literally like she literally can't say the right thing like no matter what she says spike's gonna get angry like there's no way to navigate this properly um i want to talk about tara and uh i normally love tara and like as we move forward i'm a big tara fan but in this particular episode tara comes off as so just like needy and clingy towards willow uh where she's the, the, first of all, it seems way early in the relationship to say, I'm yours. That seems <laughs> creepy. It's like a flag for me. I'm not into that. And then um, the whole thing <laughs> is like, oh, none of you haven't mentioned me to any of your friends, but it's probably fine. Like, it's so passive aggressive. Well, I think Willow sets that up a bit with, you know, her saying how, why she hasn't introduced her to any of her friends and how she's kind of a secret from them. Yeah. We want a special thing. Like, yeah. that's, She's asking for Tara to say that kind of stuff, yeah. but the immaturity on both their parts is really gross. Yeah, I want Tara to be better. Oh, she's such a. I mean, but is I mean not to sack. not to like play towards like stereotypes, but isn't that a like a stereotype of like lesbians move fast? Like, sure, I, I'm aware of the stereotype. I mean, I just want her to have uh, more of a sense of identity outside the relationship, you know, because Willow has that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all we know of Tara is in this relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't really know if Tara has friends. I think it's implied she doesn't. Yeah, I think that's Tara's so shy. She's, she's more a part of the Wicked group than, than yeah. Willow is. Yeah. That Wicked group sucked. Yeah, yeah, Willow's done a good job of isolating her from the group so she can completely dominate her in a private <laughs> setting. That's true. <laughs> don't, don't bring up domination. Gosh. We don't have time for bondage fun. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a weird line for Buffy to say. Right? That was, uh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so weird. Uh, so what's this band's Buffy likes? Yeah, so it, there's a screenshot all the way at the bottom of the document for you. And if you uh, zoom in, because I've uh, been watching the HD version, I've been martyring myself watching the horrible HD version so I can pick up little details like this. I, this is in Buffy's room at home at, at, at uh, Joyce's house. Um, and 
I can give you a list of bands Buffy is into, which are a little surprising. Buffy is into, apparently, String Cheese Incident, Filter, which I had to look up. That is a band started by one of the guys from Nine Inch Nails that's not Trent Reznor. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she's into Fish. And she's into Roger Waters, who apparently had a solo album at this time, the guy from uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. So between like Fish and Roger Waters, and I think even the other bands, if I were to like just look at somebody's like bands they like, I'd be like, this person smokes a lot of marijuana. Be my <laughs> immediate guess. But I don't think Buffy does. But anyway, that's the music she's into, apparently. Probably the writers who represent or the art director on this. Yeah. Uh, I also, I think that's a Smashing Pumpkins symbol with a crying face there. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, yeah. That feels like a melancholy. Yeah, feels like that era. Weird. I would have thought she'd be more into like EDM and stuff. Whose picture of the, is is that a woman in the bottom right frame? Who's like, whose picture is that? Who could say? So Faith is in some ways so much more observant than Buffy because she instantly picks up on the Tara Willow relationship. But then it's kind of weird. Like um, it's also weird because like Willow can pick up that that one guy was a vampire, even though he didn't look too oddly dressed. But like Faith slash Faith slash Buffy, or Faith just couldn't pick up on the fact that Spike was a vampire. Because, but Spike looks like he's dressed for Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> like the most obviously dressed vampire that we've ever seen in the bronze and she's like struggling to figure out oh this guy's a vampire it's although, so uh, yeah although like she doesn't seem to care if people are vampires or not because she's not an active slayer right yeah she, she doesn't really care but it's like she was trying to figure out who he was so she should have liked it well least. i think he's also he knows who she is and yeah. so he's reacting pretty strongly to her but yeah. I, I mean, she picks up later that there's a vampire, you know, up to something. Oh, yeah, when he's like, I can't drink anything except beer. <laughs> it's like, oh, I meant, oh, I meant right. the other vampire later that uh, she, she takes care of. Uh, that oh, yeah, but, but she's like, oh, yeah, that's a vampire. But it's like, yeah, it just seems inconsistent, the fact that the most obviously dressed vampire she had to struggle with. William the Bloody. Oh. William the Bloody with a chip in his head. <laughs> Oh my god! I think like it's one of those funny things. Like obviously, she's never met Spike before, but obviously during their brief time as friends, like Spike got mentioned a few times, right? So they're like, yeah. he was originally called William the Bloody. She like retained that random fact. <laughs> I also can't believe that Buffy would ever call Spike William the Bloody because Buffy has no respect for Spike. Like I think only only person who called William the Bloody would be someone who like liked him or respected him. Like well, maybe it was while Angel was pretending to be evil, and he was like. Now that we're in an evil relationship, let me tell you about my exes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I also like how when Sarah Michelle Geller's trying to be Faith, she does this thing where she rolls her shoulders a lot, which is yes! kind of like, it's a, it's a, I mean, the weird thing is that, that Faith is that Eliza Dushku as an actress has all these like specific mannerisms. Like she scrunches up her nose a lot. She does this a lot. She rolls her shoulders a lot. Like, she, she's a really physical actor, actor. and then Sarah Michelle Gellar is able to pick those up so well. Yeah, it's Buffy. so good. But, yeah. But, Eliza but Faith playing Buffy is like harder because Sarah Michelle Gellar has less like physical, um, is less physical of an actor. I agree, yeah, I totally she's agree. She's got less ticks. yeah. Did you notice though, she did the uh, move her hair out of her eyes? Yeah. With the, with <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a very, yeah. I, was like, I feel oh, like that yeah. one was almost over. That was, was over for, for an episode that's very over the top with his acting. Yeah. That yeah. movement was like, 
yeah. pushing it. Uh, I also would say, like, there's some really good borderline subtle Sarah Michelle Geller acting. Like, she pronounces her abouts as a boots. Yep. Um, I and, like she's using her legs a lot. Yeah, like way she, more. She's like man spreading. She says the phrase "wicked obvious," which is from up is a New England Boston. Wicked <laughs> obvious is a is a Boston type phrase. Uh, she also, I one of the more subtle like writing things is she calls uh, Joyce Joyce instead of yeah. mom. I like that. Uh, yeah, there's some good stuff this episode, man. If she started calling Subway sandwiches grinders, then you'd be like, "It's over. This lady's from New England." <laughs> So it's so wicked obvious these grinders are terrible. You know, like, what are you talking about? These are sandwiches. Are these oh, I love this East Coast West Coast body swap. It's like <laughs> it's so easy to tell who's who. She tries, she, she tries to buy pizza by the slice. She she mentions the word grinders, uses the phrase wicked. Yeah, it's hella obvious. Thinks Aerosmith wow. is a great rock band. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about the balls poster again. Balls. I'm going to try to buy that balls poster and it's going to go right here forever. That, the balls poster. I just laughed. Just this is laughing. And I mean, I, I like, can't wait. I'm like, I hope the show kills Riley. So I don't have to see this balls poster anymore. <laughs> I hope Riley is straight up like killed ASAP and they burned down that house. And, if they, and of course, I would die laughing if somebody saves the balls poster if that house ever burns down. It's like, no, my poster. Or if Riley were to rebuy it if you ever. I mean, this balls poster is killing the show. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's driving me just crazy. I mean, can you remember anything that, that even resembles the balls poster that we have to see again and again and again? The chocolate poster is is... Not as stupid, but the chocolate poster is at least food, <laughs> and we haven't seen it like that many times. It's just Riley has so little going on. Part it's, of, yeah. It's like, but it's also it's like, like the least amount of time thinking has, about him. He has zero. I mean, it's just like there's Michelle Geller. Here's the balls poster. It, <laughs> it, like, it's in the same plane of focus almost. It's just driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to stop. Uh, yeah, so um, a, like a hard right transition here. But uh, I feel like Riley was definitely sexually assaulted. I mean, he wasn't raped, but he was definitely assaulted. Uh, you know, Faith is taking advantage of the Buffy body and like going directly to Riley. And like Riley kind of pushes it away. And like ultimately, like they do have sex, but like I. I understand that people may be confused about this because it looks like Buffy's trying to make Riley feel like crap, like he messed up and that this might kill their relationship. But if we can review the transcript or the tape, like this is a, and maybe Brett Kavanaugh, if he makes the decision on it, he would decide in, you know, Buffy's favor that it was, uh, you know, but Riley, you know, Riley's choice, but like, this is what sexual assault looks like, you know? So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there can't be consent without like it being informed. And Riley is not informed about who he's having sex with, so I don't know. I I I would even say it could be rape if it's. I mean, if it's there's no, uh, if there's not if it's not fully informed, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess the equivalent would be like 
Faith not mentioning or Buffy Faith not mentioning she has an STD or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't think it's rape. I think it's sexual assault, but then I'm not as the judge on this particular case. But I was, I like, I was shocked how, uh, how, how that scene felt so, so rough and scary even like, I think there's part of the fan base is probably excited to see something like this happen. And I think I was like, you know, when Tara, I'm sorry, Willow says like, oh, uh, how's Riley or whatever, mentions Riley. And then like, Faith's like, oh, there's a boy or whatever. And like, you know, immediately, you know, we cut to, or like in the next scene after some Adam stuff or whatever, you know, we cut to this scene. Like, uh, I'm a little bit excited to see how it turns out, but I'm kind of, this feels like a real dark turn for the show um, to do it like this. And the presentation of sex is so, uh, it's so, it's the way that Faith has sex, as we've seen on the show, because she's one of the sexual, most sexual characters on the show, is like basically through a form of assault, you know, like getting what she wants. And uh, I, I just, it's interesting the show keeps modeling this stuff to us. It's like, almost like it thinks this is what sex, like sexy sex is. Like, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted about it because I think it's interesting, but if it's the show's also going to punish Riley for enjoying this sex or for participating, it's also saying that this is like a model of some, some type of sex, like maybe a, a not deviant, but like a, a kinky sex. And like, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this presentation as like, as okay. Uh, or to punish Riley for it is like too cruel. Um, so I'm, I'm angry with the way the show is treating this scene. Uh, I, I think it's it's a neat neat test, and Riley fails the test, whatever. But uh, anyway, I, I just yeah. Like, well, I think it's, it's also it's, supposed to be kind of a turning point for Faith of like, right? Because she's always felt like she lived a better life than Buffy, right? And her choice, but it's like finding about her what her choices lead to versus Buffy's. Uh. Also, I've been reading the Buffy and Philosophy book is super into this episode and talks about it a lot. So hmm. I've got like all that shit in my head. Oh, whoa. I want to read that. That sounds awesome. There's a lot of, because a lot of it is like about, they they really like the Buffy faith, like dual slayers, good and bad, and like what this episode split means, right? Uh, so I don't know. we get to that more, I guess. Um, but I, I guess the thing I want to hit on is just the, the modeling of behavior, of sexual behavior. And for young people watching a show like this, they've just been shown a sexy character. And this is what maybe what a sexy person would do. And I just, I, I don't like the way that Faith presents herself in the scene. So like good or bad, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's on the bad side. So yeah, I guess that's just what I want to say about it. Sorry. I'll, I'm, I'll no, don't be sorry. That, that, that should have, <laughs> that should have been our themes for this episode. That was great. Oh yeah, I should have put a deep stuff. Not weird notices. <laughs> uh, so I just started. There's another sex scene in this episode, and this season is all about splitting like two sex scenes together, or like a sex scene and a fight scene. Right? It's done it like this is like the third time this has happened, um, and this one is like a magic spell that's like. I guess the magic spell involves like magic orgasms. Uh, <laughs> very unsubtle with what it's hinting at um. <laughs> yeah it's very different than the splicing we had with the fighting and screwing with riley uh and uh buffy 
Yeah. And the other one was there was that three-way splice between Parker and Buffy, Anya and Xander, and uh, Spike and Harmony, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this one has a three-way, too, because also Buffy is, um, it like, being tortured, right? <laughs> like, she's, she's, she's alone in a jail, right? She's having her alone time. <laughs> there's like I, I was gonna say this later, but there's not there's not like nearly enough Eliza Dushko in this episode. Yeah, he's just like jailed up. Uh. All right, uh. <laughs> John Stevedores. So apparently, inside Joyce's head, she thinks that uh, Giles has sex like a stevedore. So I did also like Buffy. Did not know what a stevedore was. I had to look it up. And uh, first of all, a stevedore is a longshoreman. It's it's a dock worker. Somebody works on the docks, which I guess is like manly and you know physical. I guess is what she's trying to get at. But uh, if you look at the picture down in the document, that is the Wikipedia uh, image for a stevedore. Uh, so Giles has sex like that guy. No, no, no. I, th- I think she meant the other definition is for someone who loads and unloads cargo. So that that's my interpretation. It's <laughs> <laughs> like someone who's professionally loading and unloading yeah, cargo. Look at him. He's there. He's got his c- container. Well, I know, but but, that, but, they, but it's like that mentality. Um, and then the, uh, oh, I see. So you're just like dropping something off. You have sex like that. Is that is that what she's thinking? Or he's, not a he's got a big load. I don't know. <laughs> to drop off. So I just, so I'm sorry, I thought Stevedore was a horse. I don't think it's so. <laughs> Stevedore, look, I'm looking up Stevedore Thoroughbred. Oh, is it kind of horse? It's like a horse. Oh. It's also a confusing statement. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, it feels like something weird an adult would think. It's a I kind mean, of horse? See, I thought, you, a, I thought he was having sex like Howard Zinn. See, I, at first I thought it was a locomotive. No one. No one thinks that. <laughs> Stevedore horse racing guide. Horse and cargo handling on medieval Mediterranean ships. Well, okay, cargo. So it's See? still cargo. It's in the same. All right. So there is a Stevedore locomotive as well. Oh, like a train. Should, it's like a train. We should really ask teenage Joyce what she was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the sad part about like a pre-internet culture, pre-mass media. She has to come up with her own metaphors for things. <laughs> right. So every time I've watched this show, I've always thought she was calling Giles a horse. Uh, I've never looked it up, though. <laughs> okay, when the, when Buffy <laughs> is at the airport and she's getting her, her ticket, there's all this typing on the computer but the computer screen does not change in appearance at 3323. Yes. It is also a word processing program, and I turned yeah, really hard awesome. to read what is written yeah. there, but it's even in the HD, you can't make it out. Yeah, uh, what's going on? This is great, it's anachronism, it's good. <laughs> uh, speaking of anachronism, uh, I thought it would have been great in the when Adam confronts the vampires, if he put another mini disc in his chest labeled vampires, <laughs> be his thing when he starts every conversation with anybody is like loading the conversation He's like, program. <laughs> oh my god. 
I love his Terminator speech. It's like, <laughs> I'm here to kill. You have no purpose. Be a Terminator. Oh Talk about being the least interesting part of the episode. <laughs> At least it oh, makes yeah, sense. Sure. At least he makes sense. Speaking of sense, Mike, did you sense any hyena energy? <laughs> when will someone ask whether about being a ghost? <laughs> uh, I think Travis is just teasing you about a prediction. Oh yeah, no, I understand. What's to be fair, I don't, I don't think Mike has ever ever predicted that someone will ask Buffy what being a 16th century or 17th century like princess is like. That's oh, true. She turned, she turned into like a gentlewoman, but no one's been like a noble Man. lady. You were that noble lady. Remember that? Pull out some noble lady knowledge. And how do we, how many forks do we, which fork do we use at the dinner, you know? Oh, maybe that's why Buffy is uh, was so good at setting picnics and why she wanted to do Thanksgiving was leftover noble gals. Oh, noble stuff. Like, you know, feasts and stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so the evil watchers all wear the most ill-fitting leather jackets. <laughs> like, it looks like they swap jackets with each other or something. <laughs> <laughs> also like they're supposed to be this intimidating intimidating group kind of and like they maybe one of them the ugly one maybe comes off as like a little tough but yeah their their organization breaks down pretty fast <laughs> <laughs> you know wet works and stuff a little watchers council <laughs> Yeah, the Watchers Council is such a joke in this episode. I thought they were going to do something crazy, and uh, nope. <laughs> they well, suck. I love the idea. This, this is the crack team they, they save for, like, you know, like when they really need them, but that's never come up before. Like, the world was ending, Faith was on a killing spree before, and they never sent these guys in. It's now. Yeah. No, no. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's so it's clearly a setup so that we can have more time with Buffy alone so that you know, the Buffy Faith character can wreak a little havoc and have some fun. Uh, and we need to detain Faith for that yeah. to happen. But yeah, it's, it is pretty garbage. It would have, I mean, I think it's a setup for something else maybe, but like in this episode, I would have enjoyed it more if it was like Buffy as Faith just wrecking the shit out of a prison. Like her trying to like, tear through like they they like keep trying to lock her up and she keeps tearing through it that would have been interesting to me or it would be interesting for her to be saved by somebody that faith has a relationship with or like faith characters to get introduced or something we're like a darker universe that faith's a part of yeah that's too complex for this episode ah sorry this is all about how faith has nobody (laughs) you're introducing extra themes save save (laughs) it for our kind of, of our own uh, so, uh, one thing in the Buffy and philosophy book is they talk about that faith, like faith learns what Buffy's life is and experiences the rewards of being faith. I mean, of being Buffy, uh, and that's part of her turn. So it's like, which I think is still a very like one-to-one relationship with morality of like experiencing yeah. those rewards. Um, but an even more basic, like less complex version could be uh, because Buffy's body is more inherently predisposed to good, she turns good. Well, Which, I mean, uh, the the premise does bring up a lot of like stuff about like the like the Cartesian split about like what's in your mind and what's in your body, and like even the things that like I was thinking about like the um, the body stuff, like rolling your shoulders, like the episode implies that that's in your mind and not in your body, and 
that's at least moderately interesting to ponder for a minute. Oh yeah, it's, I I think well, it's this, really interesting. This goes into my my theme where I say where I was just saying that I think that Faith is probably a good person who who hates herself. Like that's my knowledge. And as soon as she's not in her own body and she doesn't see herself, then she's not like a great person. I mean, she's still pretty selfish and does a bunch of crazy things, but she's a lot more of a good person. And it's just because that she hates, I think, I think it's just because she hates herself. You know who the real victim this episode is? It's Joyce's credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring up the credit card. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Try to explain that to Visa. Like, Oh yeah, that's yeah, sure gonna be such a... been used. I'm sure it's been used. <laughs> I mean, again, it just further validates the fact that Sunnydale has a international arrival <laughs> and departure terminal. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't. Which think is apparently see... closer to the church than like the initiative is. It's easier for like Buffy as Faith to get. Yeah. Because you can't you you can't mix a domestic and international terminal. So like all those people there are flying international. Like <laughs> maybe that was the check-in. That was the check-in. It's pre nine eleven. It could be different. Yeah, that was that was the check-in desk. Sorry guys, mess up. <laughs> uh, so I think say uh, vampires challenging God feels like an interesting premise for some other vampire show. <laughs> <laughs> like a show that's actually interested in vampire lore or what it's like to be a vampire or something like for real (laughs) yeah it is a good throwaway idea though but yeah it is totally thrown away uh what's (laughs) katras let's talk about katras because i was watching this and i was like katra where have i heard that word before um so in star trek (laughs) <laughs> when Spock dies in Wrath of Khan, the way they bring him back is that he has apparently backed up his soul inside bones. And in uh, for a Vulcan, that soul, that essence of the person is called your Katra. So it's not just me who makes Star Trek references when watching Buffy. The writers do it too. Wasn't like Spock, wasn't, I thought he was like reborn on a planet. His body was. His body was. His body was reborn because of the Genesis uh, device. Genesis is planet forbidden. John, when I made this comment of surprise, not surprise, I didn't realize this was going to be a Star Trek comment. (laughs) I thought this was going to be about the, uh, you know, do sex machina part where they like can conjure a way out of the body swap with Katras and how like, uh, how how annoying but predictable that was. Because, like, I felt like, you know, they committed and smashed the device yeah. that does the swap. And then, oh, they can just conjure one. It's not that great, but it'll do the job. I'm like, what? That's, yeah. Yeah. that's too fast. Well, that is, not reassuring. Like, it's, it's not that great. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been if it was more complicated. But I do get that, like, maybe the mayor just underestimated. Like, Willow wasn't a great, like, spellcaster back then, right? She's, like, he would have underestimated how hard it is for everybody else to make this how easy it is right oh this is about underestimating women got it (laughs) although that's me defending something that has no yeah all right uh let's move on to questions for the group questions for the group do you have friends that only want you 
for for a part that only that you, or if, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me start this again. Do you have only you have friends that you only want for yourself that you don't want to introduce to your group of friends? I, I not not the way that it happens in this episode. I I definitely you definitely have. I think this is normal enough that you have quadrants of your life that it's certainly you try to keep separate or you at least don't encourage to mix because it's weird. I feel like that's fairly normal. I think we all do that, right? I've right. always liked sharing friends, but I feel like with specific friends, it's been hard at times. Uh, <laughs> like some friends do not like the sharing aspect of that. Like, <laughs> I want names. This is such a fake comment. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized. Like, oh, I'm talking about both Travis and John in this situation. But <laughs> 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 I've tried to share my other friends with them, it has not gone well. Sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking about my brunches here a little bit because we are trying to do these brunches every Sunday where we invite a lot of people. And it's been fun to see a different mixing of people that don't normally mix. But I think that's also like, it's a little, it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, not everybody likes that kind of like kind of mix, mixed kind of setup. I think they prefer like a one-on-one. -on -one. And like, I'm going to go to Florida next week and I've got friends I want to meet up with, but I can't actually just invite them all to a thing. Right. Uh, you know, there are a lot of friends that don't mix or like I've never mixed. So I've got to be like, oh, I got to have these little dates <laughs> to make it work, which is fine. I mean, I, I get that's part of that. But it's I think as a younger person, I would have just tried to make everybody show up where I am. But or that would be the easiest. But that's different than what happens in this episode where Tara's oh, like, yeah. introduce me to your friends. And Will is like, no. <laughs> But then Willow does. She does. She does, she she does this episode, but like it's weird how she's not into doing that. Yeah, that's a should be a warning sign for anybody in a relationship. If you're like, oh, I'd love to meet your friends or your family, and like, ah, nope. <laughs> I, I, I mean, but this is all right. But this is also not just a friendship. Like this is like something. Whether more. Willow, like this is like Willow, like do I come out to my friends now or not? Like, no, that's true. Yeah, that we shouldn't act like that's nothing because that's yeah, you're right. Yeah, but okay. I I have a prediction about this, but I do not believe that Willow even realizes that she's in a sexual relationship with Tara. I think she's going to be naive about it. I think she is naive about it. All right. But she maybe she unconsciously knows that she's not supposed to, if she introduces Tara, people will suspect a thing I mean, is happening. they are holding hands in the bronze, just to... Yeah. Jameson walked around holding hands with Buffy. Yeah. Also, they have magic sex this episode. Yeah. I, I still think Willow's naive about it. Oh, just, just the way that she presents Tara. I feel like this prediction, I'm just going to jump to it right now. Willow's going to be annoyingly naive about a relationship with Tara. You'll see. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I just, it just means that Tara will, is very clearly in a relationship with Willow. Willow is not clearly in a relationship with Tara. And the consequences of that are like, Tara could go for a kiss. Willow could avoid it. Tara could invite Willow to see her family. Willow could, could you know, like not understand, oh, this is like a date. Uh, I think she's going to be annoyingly naive about the relationship. You're rolling yeah. your eyes, Travis. I don't that, know. That naive, isn't the right word. naive isn't the right word. It's, it's maybe denial is the word, the naive. Okay. I have a, a cousin who he's married to a, a guy who's from um, an Asian country. I'm going to be vague because I don't know 
but sure. uh his husband uh his his parents don't know is just like you guys love each other like brothers or like they're at least in denial about it like part of it is like they live in like a part of the world that like doesn't have any gay rights or anything and like they have to like treat it like a like a very deep friendship that sure. you know um, totally i think i see that in families uh where you'll you'll say like oh this member of my family she just has a friend that she right. lives with like that's some weird different era explanation for you know gay relationships they're travel partners yeah <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, we don't need to <laughs> sit in yeah, this any yeah. longer. Awesome. Uh, so my next question here is, uh, should, and I, I address this, I guess, in the weird noticing a little bit, but should Buffy punish Riley for sleeping with Buffy? What did, what did people think about that? I think uh, both Buffy, when she gets back in her body, and Riley just need to go to a lot of therapy about what happened. Um, because... I kind of like they were both sexually assaulted. Like Buffy's body was used against her will. Riley was like misled. Uh, and yeah, they both need to uh, uh, not punish the other, but like have some like uh, decompression about it. They're, they're both, they're both victims. Yeah. They're both, different types, but they were both victimized. The bigger question is, um, how come nobody could tell that Buffy was not Buffy except Tara? That's like the biggest problem. Because her friends are shitty. <laughs> yeah. Are they shitty? Or, yeah. Why, is it, are they just bad friends or is it like, is Buffy like inscrutable? I think it's just, I, I just think that. Or a bit of both. I, I think that it, in general, just in life, people go along, you know, you keep the beat of the song. You don't really... Uh, um, it, it takes a lot for you to stay, for you to like say, stop, something's wrong. And Tara yeah. only knows because she's like pseudo psychic or whatever the magic explanation is for it. Uh, also, she's being harassed. Yes. Yeah, Buffy's yes. super mean to her. Right, right. But like, even then, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, she's just a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I think that all of you could be possessed for like, and I wouldn't know for a while. It'd take a while, yeah. You'd have to like triangulate and ask other people, like based just on these like little screenshots we see of each other every week. You could pick it up, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I haven't just been tired, I'm a different person. <laughs> tired Dennis is possessed. <laughs> well, I yeah, I'm just curious about that one. I think, yeah, I, I like I like where Dennis went with that. I think they're both victims. So uh, let's say you body swapped. What skills do you have that you think would transfer over? Uh, or do you think you'd gain another body's skills? Like, uh, I was thinking specifically about for me as an artist, like, could I draw in another body? And I'd say it would be like drawing with my left hand where I'd like, I like know how to make the marks work, but I can't get the hand to work right. Um, versus like somebody else in my body would probably like not have, like if they weren't a natural, if they weren't an artist, they would probably like their hands would be able to do stuff that they don't usually be able, aren't able to do, but they wouldn't be able to like, uh, like mentally make it work. Right. That's my theory about, about skill like transfers. That. I'd like to so, think that whoever gets my body gets my clumsiness. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like an Olympic level athlete and they're suddenly able to like 
do moves with your body you've never yeah. seen. No, I like that. Like if you, you know, if I would have it the body of a strong man. Right? Yeah. And then like, I just would have, yeah, clumsy, not how to know how to use my muscles properly. I would not be like, it wouldn't also, you know, include the martial arts talent. Right. Like, that's like, like Giles, when he gets the uh, demon body, he like breaks everything. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, Giles in a muscle man body. <laughs> Smash the phone. Yeah, just like if Travis and I swipped, swapped bodies, um, I would be ill-prepared to see all the patients that Travis sees. And, uh, but could Travis I would, in your I would body... totally nail your job, though. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> could Travis in your body do his rounds, right? uh i could i think i would just rely a lot on the nurses to figure things out and i assume that like most doctors do that so that's going to be that'll be easy what do you think my job is just sitting at some desk signing paperwork and then uh i think travis would be in a struggle to figure out how to do my job so i'm sure it'd be a big struggle because no one would help you and no one knows what i do uh so let's say uh your college professor is killed uh what happens to your class i say you all get a's and the class ends this is why college professors have such a low life expectancy (laughs) constantly being killed by their by their students uh this is more a question i guess of also is like is riley's like um Oh yeah, I brought this up because it looked like Riley was doing homework or grading homework or like doing some paperwork when Buffy comes in to see him. But we all know A, he's not really a graduate student. B, it feels like he can barely read. And, <laughs> and he's been injured lately. Like he was also put out of commission around the same time. Yeah. See, they're definitely not having class. There's definitely not anything for him to grade unless he's like, should catch up on these papers. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, do you I, think Riley is still maintaining his cover as a TA? Like or is this all just complete? <laughs> but when your professor's killed, you don't like, like, like just attach yourself to a new class. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> class I was in, that person got murdered, but I, I'm here to help TA, you know, psych 202. I, I do like the theory that Willow has just taken over and she's teaching. Yeah, she's teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see her do a slideshow, like with her pictures, instead of like <laughs> Walsh's weird picture slideshow. All right, I think that's it for questions. Uh, let's move on to uh, recommendations and predictions. Recommendations. Uh, so I asked Mike to come up with the recommendations because you love the body swaps. Um, so I didn't prepare any this week. Uh, have you Have you done that, Mike? Yeah, I've got you know some classic body swaps. Um, Freaky Friday, if you haven't. Seeing Freaky Friday, that's lovely. Uh, Big is another one that I think is enjoyed culturally. Uh, I also, there's a manga I would recommend called Inside Mari. And that's probably the weird one. That's, uh, I think Crunchyroll has it. But that's someone who is kind of like a 'er ne'er-do-well high school student, uh, I guess, or, you know, post-high school student that hasn't found his way in Japanese society, gets obsessed with a girl and follows her home. And then uh, becomes that girl <laughs> that he's obsessed with. Uh, meanwhile, the there is nothing inhabiting his old body. <laughs> so uh, the spirit of the woman that he's so like her her spirit is just gone. 
from the universe and there is a nothing spirit inhabiting his old body and it's rad and weird uh, cool have you seen I, um altered carbon on netflix no it's a sci-fi series where like the technology is you can like your soul basically ex- exists on a disc in the back that you can like implant in different bodies so like the rich people live forever in different bodies and the poor people like you know don't uh it's it was interesting it was kind of like um it's very like blade runner looking um i also like the body swap thing in ranma uh, yeah well body swap that's more like a weird gender transformation that happens right with uh, hot and cold water yeah ranma can become a girl or a boy yeah that's it's the same body is changing versus you that's know, true really versus swapping. There being no a... no but it's it's totally shades of the form it's the formula for sure uh the other you know a lighter body swap manga that's really fun is yamada kun and the seven witches and that's like more goofy but it's you know two high school students accidentally kiss and then they swap buddy bodies and one of them is a dumb man and the other is a smart lady uh so the smart lady is bullied all the time so the dumb man when he's in her body can take care of it and then she can take his tests uh this only can you know this formula goes on forever <laughs> just like ron yeah all right uh i'm looking forward to predictions this week virgin predictions um, did we figure out the confusion about Mike's predictions from last uh, week? No, we'll we'll get to that in a second. So the confusion. Uh oh. Well, no, just we just we were discussing some language we, about. We want some clarity on your language, Mike. Yes. Oh no. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Mike, your score at the as we start here is at a sixty-five percent, sixty-five point oh three. And we have a number of old predictions to deal with, most of which are from the last episode before the cliffhanger. So, um, but one that's not that old or not that recent is uh, in season three, episode 15, Mike, you predicted that Faith will be tried by the Watcher Council. Now, this one we kind of talked about last time, but we decided not to do anything with it. Uh, The fact that these guys are after her, it seems like she's been tried in absentia. Uh, what do you guys think, Travis? You say yes. Yeah, they they did some equivalent trial. Um, okay. Yeah, when they first kidnap her, they say like, "By order of the Watchers Council, like we're taking you to England," mm-hmm. and they I think they even mentioned trial. And then okay. later they were like, "Let's just fucking murder her." Um, so that so is the trial happened in episode. Like a bunch of dudes. Okay. Yeah, like, let's kill All this right. horrible. Uh, season four, episode fourteen. Mike predicted that Tara will be identified as a good witch. Now, when Willow introduces Tara to Giles, she says she's a really uh, excellent witch, or whatever she says. She didn't say good witch exactly, but she's like she's a witch. She's a really that is like, definitely the best not most- what Mike was talking about. <laughs> Mike went off the deep end with this man. This All right, so I should leave that alone. Yes, leave it alone. Okay, fine. Okay. All right, now we get into the stuff from last episode. Mike made a lot of very specific predictions about what would happen at the conclusion of the uh, cliffhanger. Let's go through them. First, body swapping. This means Buffy will die. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I'm actually a little torn about this one because she didn't die because of the body swapping, but she could still die later. We don't know. Um, should we leave this no. open? Because she doesn't say she'll die this episode. Or is it, is it implied because of the phrasing that she will die because of the body yes. swapping? Yes. Okay, so Travis says it's a denial. Dennis? Yes, it's a denial. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, this is where we get a little tricky. Now, Mike, you, you, the way you wrote these is you wrote, like, you wrote Faith and then parentheses as Buffy. Does that mean Faith's mind, Buffy's body, or other way around? That means Buffy with Faith's mind in it. I don't okay. know why that's Buffy's me. body. Buffy's body. I'll just put Buffy's body. Okay. okay. So Faith's mind, Buffy's body will kill Adam. That did not happen. That is denied. Okay. Therefore, the next one is Buffy's mind in Faith's body will be kidnapped by the Watchers Council. That did happen. Yeah. Confirmed. Faith's mind in Buffy's body will team up with Spike. That did not happen. I would not call what happened there a team up. But no. Faith's mind in Buffy's body? Yeah, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Buffy's mind in Faith's body will have sex with Riley. Now, did you mean this the other way around? Obviously, I messed this one up. <laughs> it really doesn't matter because what you wrote was, we'll almost have sex with Riley. Yeah, you're right. So, no, actually, I thought that Buffy as Faith would try to like have sex with, yeah, with Riley, which I thought would have been Buffy most. Buffy Faith. You had it written Faith, right. Uh, Faith's. I thought that Faith's body would have sex with Riley, not oh, Buffy's oh, body. Oh, I told you guys. That's why I'm like, this is the wrong. He, it was right. Okay. This is where we got a little confused. Okay, interesting. Okay, because I thought okay. that would be the most interesting choice they could do, but I, that's not how the show works. It didn't happen. Yeah. All right. Any version of that prediction is wrong, no matter how you slice it. Okay. Buffy, Buffy's mind in Faith's body will get access to the initiative. That did not happen. Finally, the last one we have to deal with, Willow will unswap Faith and Buffy. That is correct. Willow did do that. Okay. So we had a few confirmations and a number of denials. Ultimately, uh, you have dropped, this is a pretty significant drop, gone to 63.74. Oh. So more than a percentage point. Uh, which these days is a lot. Uh, okay. Um, I've got two more predictions. Uh, Willow is not aware she is in a sexual relationship with Tara. Riley is not strong now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, this, this second one. So does that mean that in the next episode, Riley's still going to have the ouchies? <laughs> No, I, I shouldn't even make that prediction because I, I don't have like a what dumb thing Riley will do. No, okay, do the, so I get it. It's like he's off the meds. I mean, it's it's kind of it's. I see it because of way Angel and Buffy in that episode where Angel like became human and like lost all his powers, and so he can no longer protect Buffy. Riley can't protect Buffy anymore, and that's going to be a huge hardship for him. Uh, so Riley is not strong enough to protect Buffy. Ah, Buffy. Uh, will not be strong enough for that puppy. Let me say, will not be. Okay. And then I will change it to, Willow will not be aware that she's in a sexual relationship with Tara. Now, I know what you mean by that, but it's tricky because awareness is an internal state. This is going to be a tricky one to adjudicate. Ah, 
I, I, I don't want to push you into predicting something silly and then, you know, have you be mad at me when it comes wrong. But I feel like you need to predict things that are, you know, visible in the story. Okay. Willow will verbally show that she is not aware that she is in a sexual relationship with Tara. Willow okay. will be surprised to discover. Okay. Willow will be surprised to discover she is in a sexual relationship with Tara. Can, can we change sexual to romantic? Because I think like if you're surprised yeah. that you're having sex, that's, that's really crazy. Okay. <laughs> romantic. This What's happening? The spell went off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, her clothes could suddenly vaporize. I get it. Uh, and so clearly Faith is not going to destroy Adam. So you, you've confirmed that already? I think Even though it yes. didn't happen in this episode. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler. Yeah. It's not. No, no, I'm just. <laughs> this episode ends with uh, Faith leaving town yeah. on the back <laughs> of a truck, similar to how she like left season three in a coma. Right? Yeah. Oh, is that the I'm gone for this season bus or truck? <laughs> I don't know where that truck's going. It looks like a truck. Yeah, season Man. five. We're on Angel. I guess you could make predictions. You guess you could just make predictions about faith. Yeah. When do we see faith next? Yeah. Uh, I think faith will be an angel next. We will next see next time we see faith will be an angel. Okay. Okay. uh, Isn't there already a faith on angel prediction? Uh, Yeah, I think there is. Okay. We can double down though. We can double down. Yeah, you can double down on that. All right. Uh, Let's move on to themes and deep stuff. Deep stuff. Uh, so, Mike, you got the first one. Uh, no, this this episode clearly is contrasting Buffy and Faith, and I think Dennis, you brought it up with the philosophy of Buffy book already. So it may be that this section is just coming at you know coming at the end. We've covered a lot of these topics, but clearly, it we the show wants to contrast Buffy and Faith. Buffy has a sense of justice. Buffy is good. She's intrinsically good. And Faith is has to fake being good and is not good uh, and doesn't have a sense of justice. She can yes. only pretend. She can act in a just way, but only if she's pretending uh, to be Buffy. Like she, which, she can pretend at. Which gets to like the Greek ideas about good and evil and about it being like intrinsic versus based on actions, right? Like... Some moral philosophies are saying like being good or bad is entirely based on your actions versus your intrinsic beliefs or like who you are internally, right? Which like is demonstrated like even when Faith was good, she internally was bad, right? In season back in season three, um, and I just wanted to bring up this is uh, Greg Forster, Faith and Plato. Um, it says that the, so Plato um, in the Republic creates an argument that's like actually like demonstrated in this episode of like imagine somebody who's totally good and somebody who's totally bad and they accidentally get mistaken for each other um so the good person becomes like um you know like the good person then is tortured is like treated like garbage um but they are still a bad they're still happier in the end because they have their intrinsic sense of good whereas the bad person gets all the rewards of being good um and is still unhappy because of their intrinsic badness and that's kind of a, a thing that happened with Faith where she basically finds out the rewards of being good. Um, I don't know. Uh, I no, mean, that's, that's really well stated. I, I, 
I'm not sure I agree that Faith is intrinsically bad. No, I'm not saying she is. I'm, tell me this weird argument within the book. I don't yeah. think Faith is either. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm talking more about like how like morality is defined in weird way, in weird ways in philosophy. Right. I guess is what I'm saying, like, which I think is weird. Yeah. So it's, a, yeah, it's kind of, this episode is kind of about Faith fight like coming to the realization that she's bad the like she drops all the pretenses and he goes i'm bad bad you hear me i'm bad well i i mean i think it the thing that strikes me about this episode is that like the the goodness and bad the goodness or badness of faith versus buffy like a lot of the things in in the show come down to their friend networks and their relationships mm -hmm. and buffy's a better person because she has a support network and faith gets to try that on in this episode and it's weird because like uh as travis brought up like faith is super self-hating and so like when she gets a taste of love from joyce or from riley or from whoever it is like people treating her like they love her like it inspires her to do the right thing but she also sort of chokes on it she's like she can't quite handle yes. it uh which is i think is really interesting that idea that like uh it's both true that being loved inspires you to be a better person, but it also is true that you can't quite process it if you don't feel like, like if you don't feel like you deserve it. And so because she feels like she's undeserving of the love that she's given in this episode, she sort of spits it back out. I don't know, something like that. I, th I think it's gonna be an important step in the redemptive arc for Faith in this because she's now felt like what it is to be Buffy. I know this isn't, this is like bordering on predictions, but like seeing how this character arcs and what will happen later, like, I mean, it's, it's clear the show wants to redeem her, you know, a little bit or like get her, you know, have a have a Slayer team up that makes sense in yeah. some way. Like moving, like moving Venom to the good guy category. <laughs> yeah. They got to introduce a, a third evil Slayer, like a carnage to make Venom. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sorry, I've been thinking a lot about '90 because that uh, movie's out. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, it was Do you fun. Recommend it? No, it's not a. It's not a strong wreck. Um, it's not as like if it went weirder, it would have been a strong wreck. Like he made out. There's a point where he makes out with Venom, but he makes out with Venom in the form of his ex-girlfriend. So like it should have just been a straight up like monster makeout scene, not like sexy version of the monster. I don't know. It's like so like it almost pushes to these weird levels and then it tames back. It should have gotten weirder. Sorry, this is not the proper place. This is not themes. <laughs> uh, in the the opposite of deep stuff, I put all of Adam's drama in this episode. Uh, I, you think that Adam's philosophical approach to being uh, bad and how he has a purpose and that that mo will somehow motivate these vampires to like, you know, address their fears, conquer their fears and, uh, and like go against God <laughs> and, it, and <laughs> because God is meaningless, uh, like that that would be a strong philosophical, you know, question, but it's clearly not. <laughs> it's like masquerade, philosophy masquerade yeah. in this episode. Because <laughs> that yeah, way that- totally. we, because the way it gets introduced, it's like, oh, shoot, this is interesting. Uh, Adam's going to convince this ragtag bunch of vampires to, uh, you know, somehow address all their deepest fears. Nope. Yeah, no, just an assault team. All right. Uh, is that all we got? 
All right. Well, then, thank you for uh, joining us. I've been your host, Dennis St. John. You can buy my comics online. Uh, Buffy Virgin, you can find buffyvirgin.com. We're Buffy Virgin Pod on Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so, all right. Uh, we'll see you in hell. Oh, and don't forget to pre-order your copy of Famous Monsters of Filmland number 290. I have already. <laughs> and that's, uh, that, episode, that issue uh, includes uh, a story by Dennis St. John. So uh, it's a little bit pricier than you might think for uh, a book, but it's an annual book. So it's $25, but uh, it's totally worth it. And you can get the King Kong cover or the Bride of Frankenstein cover. You can guess which one we all ordered. King Kong cover, obviously. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you. thanks, Mike. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to take a little hiatus, but you'll hear from us again before, before long. Bye. See you now.